Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to Fantasy Five Aside on Football Ramble Daily, the show where I, Jim Campbell, task a guest with taking on the player manager role of their dream Five Aside team. Today, I'm joined by the star of Live at the Apollo, Mox a Week, Eight Out of Ten Cats, and his very own sitcom, Sonny D. It's Dane Baptiste. Hello, hello, Jim. Hey, hey man. Hey. Welcome to the studio, Dane. Thank you. It's a nice studio. It is. It's, it's fun, isn't it? Um, it's good. It's well padded. It's well ventilated as well. <laughs> yeah. I like it. <laughs> Thanks, man. How was this during the heat wave? Uh, it was. It, it was awful. Yeah, uh, it's the only way of describing but it. You've got, you've got like leatherish walls is it, is it? yeah sort of yeah. Ple- pleather pleather yeah but, is, but still yeah it's, which I imagine um, gives it a real kind of sex dungeon kind of feel well that was what we were going for yeah we want everyone to feel um, slightly uncomfortable but also slightly aroused in a way that they can't quite put their finger on that's it just yeah. opening doors to them absolutely opening doors to their carnality they didn't know they were there exactly we're not about kink shaming we're yeah, about not manipulating that kink this has taken a, an immediate turn isn't it this <laughs> <Yeah>. is <laughs> straight away <laughs> not really where I was expecting that to go um, so it's the so, room does it that's what it does, I mean yeah. I was um, like hmm. maybe this is why our, all of our shows descend into filth very very quickly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, in terms of your, of your team Dane uh, I, I know you're an Arsenal fan aren't you what, what, yeah. um, what brought you to Arsenal as, as a kid uh I think the two main things would have been, well, actually three main things. So I feel like one was like, I think my dad was kind of an Arsenal supporter, although he did not like Ray Parler. Really? Yeah, I don't know what <laughs> happened there, but yeah, he couldn't, Paul, Ray Parler could not do right by my dad. Right. Yeah, so, but other than that, he was he was an Arsenal fan. I went to school with uh, Sean Wright Phillips and Bradley Wright Phillips. Oh, wow. So, so I can, that kind of, because my dad is a woman to cricket. So he played at quite a decent level, so, so he's he, into football. So so I wasn't like brought to like games on a Sunday and stuff. Yeah. I didn't go to like training and stuff. So I learned to play football like playing with friends on the street and mm-hmm. stuff. So I was like, Oh, Arsenal seems like a good team. And they were almost, and it was also like 
I think from the nineties or late nineties to late noughties, so that transition from George Graham to uh, Arsene Wenger, it was like Arsenal was kind of like the black team, of, black guy team of London. Yeah. Whereas Liverpool's like the black guy team of the north. Yeah. And then, and did that have an effect on? I think so. Yeah. And then for people that don't know much about football and like to wear like you know Chicago Bulls clothing, but don't know where Chicago is, they support Man United. That's <laughs> yes. right. I said it. You know, when someone says that, like from London to like I support Man United, it's like when they would like wear Orlando Magic clothing. It's like where's Orlando? No idea. But yeah. Unlike Shaq. So <laughs> yeah. So I think I ended up going to Arsenal then, and then yeah, it was. Just, I think it was just that era of uh, you know Arsene Wenger initially and how you basically you know renewed uh, the way football was done in terms of nutrition and athleticism. Yeah. And, Obviously, that uh, manifesting as like you know uh, being the unbeatables and yeah, I think from there it was just uh, just an admiration of how they played in fo- played football and then you know it was the uh, I think it was uh, seeing the uh, French team do so well and having those players appear yeah. in Arsenal as well. So yeah, I want to I just can't help but bring it back to Ray Parler. Have you got any more insight into why your dad hates him so I much, or is it just one of those mad dad things? It's, yeah, it's one of those mad dad things. He's, he's, he's like, he just has no idea what he's doing. But I mean, and that's now passed on to me because I had that same thing with like Granite Xhaka. And I'm like, <laughs> him and uh, uh, Marion Shamak. Oh God, Shamak. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. why, how? Do you remember Shamak? Didn't he score in like his first six games or something? And he looked like he was going to be a world beater yeah, and then yeah. just fell off a cliff. Pretty much. I mean, so many, so many players like that. Do you know, and you know what's sad? First of all, R.I.P. to uh, Jose Antonio Reyes. Yeah, absolutely. So sad. But at the same time, you, you, I remember people used to be like, oh, he seems a bit soft off the ball and blah, blah. And mm. obviously went on to have a good career in Spain. Um, far as, it, you know, tragic loss of life. But it's, you, you look at some of the players now, you just think, please, I will do anything. I will do voodoo to bring back Antonio Reyes now, <laughs> seeing some of these guys these days. Yeah. Um. <laughs> some, yeah, some of these players. Uh, it, for me, it was that, it was the, uh, I, w- I want to say it was like maybe 2012. When Arsenal lost six two to Man United. Eight two, wasn't eight it? Two, it was eight, eight two, two, yeah, see. Awful. I think it was six two before I uh yeah, before I kinda of, locked myself in the toilet or something. I was on a train coming back from Edinburgh. Oh man. And there was a kid on there from Edinburgh to London, supporting Man United, obviously because he's from Edinburgh and London. So Yeah, of course. Yeah. So he um yeah, running up and down the carriage with it with an iPad, commenting on the whole thing. I'd never come this close to punching oh a kid in the God, face. I can't even I can't even imagine how annoying that must have been. I remember being on the train the day after Arsenal lost the Champions League final and there were some kids laughing about Robert Pires getting sent off on it. I just, I just, I was, it was so frustrating, isn't it? It's one of those, yeah, one of those it's things. one of those things you're just like, uh, you tree. What did you say? <laughs> I didn't say anything. I'm just saying it's, it's, uh, you know, something needs to be done mm. to them kids. Well, that, that, I've, that is I've quite never tried the... To, I've never tried to wish harm on a child, but if I had... A pill that could make me eleven for mm-hmm. like a m- few minutes, then I would take that pill to smack that kid before it wore off. Well, that is a that is a uh, football round daily exclusive. Yeah. Uh, then thanks for that. Um, Dane wants to be young again, just so you can just smack so you can kids, smack some kids around. Moving on from from that, <laughs> um, let's let's get to your first uh, let's get to your first pick. Um, who have you gone for in goal? Uh, David Seaman. Uh, for that reason, again, he made a uh, part of that team, an integral part of that team. Um, not to say that you know Lehman is not was not amazing, uh, you know, to follow in because they're big shoes to fill. But yeah, David Seaman, Arsenal keeper, England keeper, uh, all round great guy, and mm. I think yeah, this tends to remain very composing goal. And yeah, very rarely have I seen him lose it that much. Uh, apart from that time, Ronaldinho lobbed him in the World Cup. 
and Naeem as well, of course. Know, that, yeah. was a, that was a, another day that was just just very, very difficult to deal with as an Arsenal fan. Uh, but David Seaman playing in a five-a-side team is not going to get lobbed because it's basically impossible. So, exactly. I mean, he's he's going to be absolutely unstoppable in that unstoppable, sense. Unstoppable, solid, very coordinated, very, very composed. I feel like mm. David Seaman is composed and... At the same time, he's not going to like wind anybody up or get on anyone's bad side. No, because he uh, he just chuckles to himself constantly, doesn't exactly. he? He's a very warm, in, like enjoyable presence. He is, um, and also still one of the only men on earth that could wear a ponytail. And you're like, no, that's all right. Yeah, you're David Seaman. Yeah, you're David Seaman. You Seaman. can do exactly what exactly. you like. You don't like work at a carnival and can tell me where I can find a dead body. That's a yeah. trustable ponytail. <laughs> I grew up in Essex, and uh, I had a goalkeeper's kit when I was younger with. Um, and I, I had semen printed on the back, and I very quickly learned that that was a mistake. Oh God, in Essex as well. Goodness, I should have read the room, read the yeah. county. I mean, but what a player he was! And do you remember player. the the Paul Pesca Toledo save when he was really late into his career? It was in the FA Cup. He would have been about thirty eight or something, and he uh, it was an FA Cup semi final. Pesca Toledo had it. It looked it was pretty pretty much an open goal to nod into, but mm. Seaman was so good. It was like he suspended himself in midair and clawed it away. I did see it this. was yeah, yeah. like how Amazing. can I, I mean, I'm still not as old as him, and I don't think I could do that. I think I'd, I'd end up in hospital if I even attempted that. Exactly, which is great because it is it, what it means is that you don't have to hide, hold yourself to a David Seaman standard. No, which is great. Which is always good for me as well. It's like sometimes I'm like, am I getting too old to play football? And I'm like, isn't uh, Pirlo like in his forties? Yeah, and then he recently stopped playing in the MLS. So I'm like, all right, that's fine. I feel like with players like even players that are getting to that stage of their career as well, where they are they're actually younger than us. Yeah. To me, they still look like they're older, like yeah, they are exactly, sort of yeah, like yeah. these wise elder statesmen <laughs> yeah. that like that we can learn so much from. So 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 insightful, and uh, you know, and those guys can play in Dubai now. Yeah, was good or, or Qatar. Yeah, I've, I've heard a little kick about there. Is it, the football career is extended significantly? I think. I yeah, think you nice. can you can do a little sort of Harlem Globetrotters style farewell tour just yeah. around the various little, almost of Man City's various you know teams in MLS and Australia and. Well, there you go. Yeah. And China, I believe they have one in as well. But, but Seaman, <laughs> I think Euro '96 is one of my favourite f- memories as a football fan. Yeah. And it, it's so easy to forget with everything that's happened with England and penalties since. Obviously, you know, not including the World Cup just gone. That England actually won a penalty shootout in Euro '96, and I think people remember. Stuart Pierce because he did that amazing celebration after missing in 90 but Seaman you know he saved from uh, Miguel Angel Nadal and and that was that was huge wasn't it, it was that was huge. just as an Arsenal fan and an England fan I remember that was that was just such a massive thing oh this is, this is it and this is this is why he's in goal I'm also giving him the captain's band nice yeah I think I think he deserves it I think in a small game as well I think a lot of the, a lot of the directions come from the back yeah but so. I, I quite like the idea of that it's like yeah Tighten up. <laughs> Just sort of chuckling away. <laughs> exactly how he speaks too. See, and you need that. You need that soothing voice because uh, I used to play five a side and yeah, it get quite intense. It does, doesn't it? So you need that calming People influence. forget where they are. Exactly. So you need that calming influence there, I think. So where are you on the pitch, by the way? Where are you seeing yourself as, uh, as player manager? Either as a fullback, maybe right back, or wing back, I guess, in five a side or defensive mid. That's very humble of you. Or, or is that just based on your natural just, skills? Just based on natural skills. I just, just like to be realistic. And five side as well is fine. I like, uh, I like, I'm in the tackling. I enjoy the engine room and stuff. But mm. then I, I think with five side as well, like, like I said, you get a, bit, a lot more of the scope of the game yeah. from the back. So I like to like build the play from there. So it allows me to like work the channel as well. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then switch and then just, and, and also through balls as well. So yeah, just take take some responsibility from yeah, the back. It, as a right, yeah, as a right back on five side, I also like a playmaker as well. So I kind of enjoy that. So yeah. 
I mean, everyone's a bit of everything, aren't they? Which is the, the, the joy of it. No, everyone isn't, Jim. That's the problem. <laughs> right. Everyone isn't. Everyone thinks they're a bit of everyone, everything. Everyone thinks That's they're a bit of everything, but not everybody is. Like, there are people up front. If you don't know, when you take, you lose possession, do not mark the keeper. Mm. You're just keeping yourself at the game. He's just going to roll it around you. Now they've got a free player to r- play right through. So now we've got to go zone when we could very easily just gone man to man, did counter attack. Yeah. I, I used to play with a guy who he would do nothing but score goals and it's so annoying because you can't really have a problem with it but uh-huh. he would, would do nothing else it's like he'd barely like it's like no, he'd barely even gone for a jog in terms of how much energy I know, he'd like yeah, I know those guys and you're like hi have you met this guy he's our goalkeeper you don't know if you ever turned around <laughs> <laughs> a lot of guys like that yeah, in five aside you can people can regress to very playground mentality absolutely like guys we only need one striker thank you and it's <laughs> interchangeable in five aside Indeed. So moving on from the goalkeeper, um, we've got Sergio Ramos as your first defender. That's a big, yeah. big call. This is massive. It's a big so, call, man. Uh, great player, very creative player. Uh, Galactico, mm. um, obviously Spanish national team. Uh, obviously was there when they did the double for World Cup and Euros. I mean, he's just been a uh, yeah a mainstay in Spanish football for so many years. Um, I think he's transcended a number of different generations and, you know, and still plays to a very impressive level. Uh, at his age, are you are you not slightly concerned about his disciplinary record? Mm. I mean, he might be spending a lot of time in the sim bin. I can see that, but I feel like I can risk that in five aside. Yeah, I feel like with five aside, if we focus on maybe, uh, I guess, Sergio Ramos's attacking ability mm. rather than defensively. I just I thought- got some. I got some numbers on his uh, <laughs> on his sending off. He's got uh, he's got twenty five reds. Um, five of those are against Barcelona. Most yes. players don't get sent off five times in their career. He's been sent off five times against their main rivals. Barcelona, is... of course. El, El Clasico. I've seen it with my own eyes. Yeah. There are YouTube. There's like YouTube montages based on Sergio Ramos versus Lionel Messi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it almost like belongs on a UFC channel, Pretty doesn't much. it? But yeah, he is the uh, he's the most carded player in the history of La Liga, the Champions League, and the Spanish national team. Uh, but he's never actually been sent off for Spain. He's still got that many yellows, and he's got the most hi- most reds in the history of Europe's top five leagues. He's like the king of the shit house, isn't he? He's, he is. He's, if he was English, he'd be called Vinnie Jones. He, very much so. But he's oh, and he's worse than he's worse that. than he's that. Worse exactly. than that. Yeah. There is like there is no comparison because he is the benchmark. But are we, are we keeping in some a certain level of La Liga bias? Because I feel like some of the stuff he probably gets uh, booked for, he probably get away with in the Prem. I don't, um, maybe that's the other way around though. Maybe yeah, maybe I don't know. I think it is maybe. it is probably a little bit softer, isn't it? But um, I because Pepe's always looked a lot more like violent than he has. Yeah, I think it's, Ramos is sneaky with it though, isn't he? Yeah, he's like the Mo Salah thing in the Champions League final. Like, <laughs> yeah, he oh knew my. exactly <laughs> what he was doing. He's reading on like death. Pressure points and stuff. Yeah, it's oh man, it's unbelievable. And it's like, yeah, I just take him out of the World Cup as well, just just in case, just, just in, in case. case, yeah, just in case we come up against in, him. Incredible. He's got a sort of Val Kilmer look to him as well, which I, I, I always enjoy. And I like the contrast between him and Seaman because you got yeah. this like you got this lovable nice guy. You got your good cop, bad cop there straight away. There you go, effectively. There you go. And I, I feel like yeah, it, it's the yeah that light and darkness that mm. I have. You know, I have an Obi Wan and I also have an Anakin Skywalker. So so can score goals as well. That can score, yeah, exactly. Like, there you go as well. He, uh, yeah, he. I mean, he's a player that anyone would want in their team. He's, he's, you can you see go. he's one of those players that rather have him with us than against completely, us. Completely, yeah. So. And you can't help but sort of be frustrated by him when your team are playing against him. Yeah, because um, he is. This is the thing. It's like that's been, I guess, testament to his skill. Because you know, despite having what is clearly clearly the appalling uh, record for bookings, mm. still regarded as one of the best fullbacks 
he's ever played the game. Yeah, I mean, and it, and he's you know he, he didn't actually play as a fullback for that long, but he's also played as a central uh, defensive midfielder for Madrid, and, mm. and obviously he's, he's made his name at centre half. And just just he is one of those players where he can play anywhere across across that yeah. sort of back section of the pitch, and then pop up with a goal at a corner. He's a uh, yeah, he's he's phenomenal, and I would I would hate to play against him as yeah. well. Imagine playing against him in five a side because he'd be in your ear as oh, well. Exactly. He would be yeah, like yeah. just give me little digs in the ribs, like just little that. kicks I've, on the ankle. I've had games like that. I mean, yeah, five a side, depending on the level you play at, there's the difference in what, you, like, I've had games where it's like, you know, you're playing with, there's guys who are like, you know, they'll hang out with their friends after work and, you know, just have a nice kick about it. And then there's other guys who like, are playing semi-professionally on a Saturday and it's like, you're like, there's holes in your shirt when you're finished. Yeah. Yeah, it's just tugging the whole time. It's just, it's insane. Yeah, so, I reckon yeah, you, you ever have someone like that play, playing, playing for you. I wonder if Ramos would be like, It'd be like that in the office, though. He'd be like, just like moving stuff around your desk. So you think you're going mad. <laughs> so just like yeah. messing with Passing you all the time. aggressively at first as well. Yeah, completely. I could, I could see him like giving it like the incendiary banter in like the circular emails at first. Yeah, like, totally. After everyone's played the game like at five-sided last night, he'd be like, well, somebody doesn't need a pint. <laughs> Do you, Jim? What do you mean, Sergio? <laughs> I think you know what I mean. Hashtag slip. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't quite know what you mean, Sergio. Stop getting in my head. <laughs> yes. He's like, you know what I mean. Uh, who have you got next? Uh, other uh, fullback is uh, Ashley Cole. Nice. Who is the other best, one of the best, uh, you know, fullbacks to ever play the game. Yeah. Um, um, it's very big of you as an Arsenal fan. Yeah. I was surprised by this by this choice. Uh, have, you, what, have you forgiven him? Has enough time passed? No. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't forgiven him. So it's like, a, are you going to um, mug him off in some way? Is that why he's here? Like some I mean, sabotage? No, I mean, he, he, the thing is, like, I, I have to be a tactician. And, uh, mm. you know, when it comes to the game, I have to suspend the motion and go with the best players. You know, despite Ashley Cole's words where Arsenal's concerned, you know, he has helped us, like, win uh, silverware. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's the best at his job. And it, and I've, I'm of the position now where football is concerned while I have my loyalties to my team and stuff. For people, if you want to realise an opportunity, then you have to go and get it. Like, I was devastated when Henri left Arsenal, for example, mm. but... He deserves a Champions League yeah. medal. So if he if he gets that by going to Barcelona, then you know, in the same way that Van Persie, great player, and uh, wasn't going to win the Premier at Arsenal, but he deserves that silverware. Mm. So I can make peace with that. But it was Ashley Cole, and also Emmanuel Adebayo. Yeah, it, it, I think it was harder with Adebayo was just a bit annoying, wasn't it? Because he thought yeah. he was a lot better than he was. Um, Massive, but Ashley Cole, he did. It was that. Exact, that was the exact moment almost that felt like Chelsea overtook Arsenal in terms of status yeah. and it was so frustrating to see a player that good and an English player as well, someone that had come up through the academy um, to, to just leave like that. But what a player he was. I remember around that time, yeah, it was really amazing. enjoyable to watch for England because you could support him again. Yeah, yeah. And he had Ronaldo in his pocket in, in Euro 2004 and, and um, World Cup in 2006 yeah. when he played Portugal. He was, I mean, I guess Roberto Carlos was around at the same time, but there's an argument that certainly when as Carlos got a little bit older, that he was... He was the best left back in the world. Oh, easily, yeah. yeah. Just, it was, I, I, that's, I, I don't think anyone could really challenge that. He, he definitely is. Uh, even even now, where like Ashley Young and like Valencia are moving back as uh, wing backs and stuff, mm. or even Danny Alves, I don't think any of them are better than uh, an Ashley Cole. I think I guess he's amazing. The one thing you would, uh, one criticism you would level with was that he didn't score that many goals. But that's so it's really not crucial as a as a, as a fullback, yeah, yeah. is I mean, it? So? Yeah, exactly. Because like, again, you know where you have. This other more prevalent model in uh, football now, where you have like the kind of five three three. Mm. I think that's based on you know 
you know, when you have, you know, a high speed impact like uh, fullbacks like Sergio Ramos is and you know, Kyle Walker and stuff. But I think a large part of this model comes from Ashley Cole and his versatility in his position and why, you know, because before they were doing this, this is like something they've been doing on continental Europe for a long time. Yeah. And he was able to, you know, go to the Galacticos and go to Real Madrid and adjust to that game pretty easily. I feel like with Cole, he, um, one thing I heard about him was that he, he actually didn't need a lot of coaching. He was so just naturally aware of where he needed to be and, and what he needed to do that he could actually pick up a lot of that stuff himself. Like he's obviously a very, very intelligent footballer, which is something that um, we've said on the show many times. Actually, it's something that you don't hear said about black players a lot, which is mm-hmm. an, an annoying and strange thing. But Cole especially is a great in the, example, especially of that. in this country, very much. So. And, and and I think there's yeah, there's a big part of the fact that like because you know a lot of black players don't get to take advantage of nepotism, mm. then you know. A lot of the time, if they are resistant or they are too, or they come across as creative or innovative, they come across as like disruptive or they don't really get a lot of opportunities. Yeah. So you find a lot of the time players who are, conform a lot more to uh, tactics from managers are allowed to play. Mm. So again, you know, actually, cold testament to him being able to employ his own creativity and uh, yeah, not be penalised for it. I feel like one of the things about Cole that made. Uh made watching him as an Arsenal player, and I'm sure Chelsea fans would agree, and it was certainly the same for England as well, was that he, he was almost a safety net. He was, despite yeah. being so good at getting forward, and I suppose he got caught out of position a bit when he was younger, but he would he was great for a clearance off the line or for a last-ditch yeah. tackle that where he, you know, he'd, he'd still be on his feet and he'd take the ball away. He just, he just yeah. had absolutely everything as a fullback. But we cannot get away from the fact that when he was at Chelsea, he did shoot a student who was on work experience with an air gun. <laughs> you forget about that don't you? Yeah. that's not even the worst story I've heard about Ashley Cole no yeah <laughs> <laughs> the other the others I'm not allowed to repeat in any kind of uh, football based uh, podcast yeah um, well there, there were plenty that were in the, in the tabloids at the time but I, I just find that uh, how has that situation happened why on earth have you got a gun at the training ground and I, I think I think it was from quite Close range, and he didn't realise it was it was loaded, and he was just messing around. It's not, and it's not like he was in a sniper's and nest or anything. Footballers have the maturity of fifteen year old boys. Well, quite. So yeah. that that's that's the first explanation is that someone's been like, actually, have you seen this gun? He's gone, this is cool. Careful, mate. Yeah. Oh, I didn't mean to hit you. <laughs> Point it at the student. Yeah, that's like exactly. really like dance for me, kid. Well, like they, yeah, exactly. It's the scene in Goodfellas, isn't it, with Spider? <laughs> and he's gone. F you, Ashley. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, you got to dig the hole. First fucking hole like dog. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The idea of playing five-a-side against Claude McAuley makes me feel a bit sick. (laughs) It's like like if you're you're defending, the first time you have to defend as like a 17-year-old, you're like, you'll be marking Romelu Lukaku. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) absolutely. Or Didier Drogba. Yeah, Yeah, just... It was the it was like he could suck the ball away from yeah. from players. Like I mean, there was this there was always this thing about Makaleli, wasn't it? It's like oh, he's so underrated. It's like it's it's, it's all anyone says whenever anyone anyone yeah. talks about it. He's actually he must be the most highly rated, underrated player that's ever existed. Pretty much. Yeah. I suppose that was Real Madrid's treatment of him and how absurd they are as a and, club. And that was more and that was more the top brass rather than the players themselves because they valued him. And it was actually Zidane Zidane quoted as saying that like if we were like a Rolls Royce, then that was the engine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was about Beckham, wasn't it? Yeah. It yeah, was something yeah. like. Why add another layer of gold plate when you've sold the engine or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Welcome, so, Dave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I guess you're taking a similar role to to Makaleli in this team, aren't you? Yeah, I so, mean, I've massively uh, influenced by him, and uh, as well as uh, you know, Sien and Edgar Davids, and yeah, I guess I, I guess because of my experience with football, like I said, I, I didn't really have any classic kind of training or mm. join the team, so I think I probably started off with like tackling and learning how to tackle and against players and stuff. So I respect like. The idea of like being able to turn over possession, yeah. But you know, he was very much a box-to-box midfielder and being able to be involved in playmaking. But essentially, like when we talk about like Chelsea's ascension and um, following, you know, the Abramovich years and stuff, mm. I think he was an instrumental part of making that happen. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that it's interesting you touch on the playmaking there because you know people talk about players like Luka Modric and 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 and, and Pirlo as well that we mentioned earlier, yeah. sort of like building attacks from the back. Like I think that was something that would that didn't perhaps go. That went a little bit unnoticed that Makaleli was instrumental in in, in yeah. doing that because he, you know, he'd win the ball and he'd distribute it like three yards or or whatever quite often. That seemed to be the thing he yeah. was doing, just tidying up. But actually, he was he was so instrumental in just keeping Chelsea on the front foot and keeping that wave after so, wave so of attack going so when they were at their best. They never they never replaced him. No, to, not to that level. But I don't know if you can replace a player like Makaleli. I mean. They tried like Michael Essien came close, but obviously like injury blighted his career. And John Obi Mikel. Probably on retrospect is not the worst player, but when you're trying to fill that vacuum, mm. you're never going to match up. I it's mean, like, it's like the striker position at, at Arsenal when Henri left. Like, yeah, yeah, it's uh, just not. Other than Van Persie, no, nobody's filling that role. Yeah, stay. I mean, now, you know, there's potential. Well, there's if Pierre Alba, uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang leaves, yeah. which um, let's hope he doesn't. Which really hope he doesn't because, but on you know, in the current trajectory, you know, and even uh, you know, even Lacazette as well. You know, I think if they continue to nurture a partnership. Then it could be some good going back to some good halcyon days. Mm, let's hope. But going back to to Makaleli though, he, I mean, the the role that he played was known as the Makaleli role for a long time, wasn't it? Yeah, I exactly, mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I mean, even N'Golo Kante is is a pretty different player, but he might be the one that you would compare to him him the most. But it's just well, even he. But the thing is, it's interesting you say that because uh, even uh, N'Golo Kante himself says that he's not really like Makaleli. Like, I mean, more like Lasana Diara. Mm. Who again was kind of in a very similar position and was a very good player, but 
because he was in the shadow of Makalele, everyone's like, yeah. oh. He, it was, I think that actually defined his career, really, didn't it? Because yeah. he, he really struggled to nail down a place anywhere. He played yeah. for some great clubs, but yeah. he, he just, unfortunately, never really um, kind of took in the way that you might that you might hope. But um, uh, he was born in Zaire, Cloud Makalele, and uh, his name means noises in the, the Lingala, uh, Lingala language that is yeah. one, of the, one of the dialects spoken there. I love that. Um, cloud noises. <laughs> I'm well into that. Which yeah, it sounds about right actually. Yeah, although for, he was, you know, he went about things very quietly. He let his football do, do the talking, go. but I suppose it was it was damn noisy uh, in that context. Yeah, and uh, Macaulay almost sounds like it's almost like an onomatopoeia to it of like the sound mm. of like football studs hitting something. <laughs> <laughs> See, he had those three accents over every e in the name as well, and even that's <laughs> yeah. just got so, just so oozes cool. yeah. weird quality. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he, he was a. Uh, like I said, very few uh, footballers have have so influential on the game itself that mm. position is named after them. I think it's like him and, and uh, I want to say where uh, the word sweeper came from. Who's the German guy? Beckenbauer. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, very much so. It's a. I mean, normally it's a move, isn't it? Like the Cruyff turn or the. Yeah. Exactly. Or yeah. The, yeah. But but um. Yeah. Makaleli. What a player. So um. Your your midfield partner for him. And on occasions yourself is another absolute legend in the game. You're going for Clarence Seidorf. Yeah. I mean, what what a man Clarence Seidorf is. This is what is. I mean. What a man. Not just a footballer yeah. or an athlete. What a man. I feel like I uh, have been doing comedy for nine years. And if I was to achieve as much, not just as a creative or a performer entertainer, but just as, you know, as a humanitarian, mm. what he has done, I would be very happy with my life. Like that is how much I respect Clarence Adolf. And like I said, in terms of like, you know, the idea of making the football do the talking, like I think he's exemplified that. And, yeah. you know, we're talking about underrated players. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's the only player to win the Champions League with three different clubs. That's Ajax, Real Madrid and AC Milan. And he won it twice with AC Milan as well, which yeah. is which is so impressive. And, and then was their manager as well. Yeah. You know, which again, you know, a rare opportunity for a black player to have. Yes. Um, which he uh, did very well. Um and yeah, these are just all, these are all amazing, impressive things. Very versatile footballer, very strong footballer, uh, great with dead ball uh, playmaking, and uh, yeah, just you know. And then, and but what impresses me most about him is not just his amazing athleticism and just his poise and just how he's carried himself throughout his mm. career, but also like yeah, his uh, humanitarian work. Yes, he's yeah. um he he worked with Nelson Mandela, didn't he? Yeah. At one point, I think he was made an ambassador of. of I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure of the exact. Um, Pretty much, yeah, but I think foundation. Yeah, but. and then you know, and he's uh, originally from Suriname as well. Yes, has uh, done a lot of uh, outreach work there as well, and just you know, just just, just be all round legend. Mm. Then and the abs on the man. He's still. You, you see that picture yeah, yeah. that went around about a year ago <laughs> yeah. of him just like really casually with his top up, yeah. just and genuinely caught candidly as well, not showing <laughs> yeah. off. He's got like he's got about ten abs. I know. He's so strong. <laughs> it's unreal. He's so strong inside and out. Definitely, and I love as well that he went to uh, he went to Botafogo at one point, and he has a Brazilian wife, which might yeah. explain why why he went out there. But he played there for two seasons, kept playing until he was pretty old as well. Like clearly, the fitness on him is, is, is insane, unreal. Yeah. Um, and I love this. He he owns a restaurant in Milan, which is called Fingers. It just seems an odd choice of name to yeah, me, but it rolls off. And yeah. I feel like the connotations are very different there than it is here. But I think perhaps for me that that suggests more like tapas and yeah, hors d'oeuvres kind food, of thing, just buffet, yeah, yeah. just as, a big buffet, exactly, as opposed to like a bench at a carnival, which <laughs> it would be here. <laughs> um, the world's coolest Clarence, yeah, oh, gotta be, sure. oh for sure, yeah, yeah, easy. Well, 
he's up there with a guy called Clarence Avon, who's in this documentary, The Black Godfather, I saw on Netflix recently. Mm-hmm. But uh, is that guy's you telling that guy's been as good as Clarence Sadoff? I mean, because that is, I mean, he's been pretty good. Like this documentary, he this like this guy was like he um he was like a manager for like Sammy Davis Jr. and stuff, mm. and, and he like couldn't like he has like Obama on like speed down. Oh wow! But it's, it's worth watching to see what this yeah. guy, like for, he uh like was the first guy that signed Bill Withers. Oh nice! Yeah yeah. Is there much about Sammy Davis Jr.? Because one of the things I love about Sammy Davis Jr. when you hear old recordings of him is between songs, his band is still going and he's just cracking gags. Yeah, and they're yeah. proper gags as well. They're gags a stand-up would be proud of. Oh, of course, yeah, which he was as well, yeah. yeah. So, and, uh, but yeah, he just he had they'd done a benefit concert. So you know, there's a very iconic concert where uh, Sammy Davis Jr. was booed on stage because he'd endorsed Richard Nixon. Wow. And then went on to sing like, you know, Despite the fact what I'm doing, I'm still a black man. I went on to sing I Can Only Be Me. Mm. And Clowns kind of put the whole thing together. So it was instrumental in endearing Sammy Davis Jr. to an African-American audience. Wow. Among his several achievements. Cool. Well, I'll check it out. But, but that doesn't... But again, like I said, I wouldn't say that that makes him the best Clarence ever. Sadoff is pretty much... Do, there was, like, I remember this, like when he was he was doing a punditry for the World Cup. Mm. And I think he was outside with like Robbie Savage. And he was just having a kickabout. And they'd kick the ball higher to do a touch. And Robbie Savage did not get the ball. No. Clarence Hader had controlled it perfectly and done around the world before he controlled the ball. And I was like, even at this eight, the, yeah. levels, the level of technical competence in comparison to some of your peers, like, you're just, you're just in an, he's just in another league entirely. That has got to be a stitch up by a BBC producer. <laughs> yeah. well, it's like, Robbie, shut up for a minute. Yeah, yeah. We're going to test you against Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a guy. And I remember actually, I mean, he was always someone that was very likable and very, very well loved because he's got that big smile and because yeah. the way he played and how good he was as a player and what he won. But I think it was when he was doing some punditry work in the UK, it was really, everyone was like, I, I just love this guy. Yeah, Everybody yeah. just loved him so it's, much. It's just, it's just, and this is what I mean, like, Sadov's influence on me is not just as like yeah, as a footballer, but just how to carry, you can carry yourself in the public eye and still maintain that level of cool mm. and, you know, social awareness and athleticism and you know like he's a modern day renaissance man and I just yeah. don't think he gets a lot of credit for that Yeah, very because he's very also very so. articulate as well as well as being very athletic and also being a, a philanthropist and a, and a humanitarian and an entrepreneur to an extent so yeah it's, it's such a rare thing among footballers in yeah. general and it's, it's it's to be applauded so much so um, moving on from Clarence the greatest Clarence of all time um, you've picked one striker but what a striker it's the it's the, it's the for in my lifetime it's the best to ever do it uh, so Ronaldo, uh, number nine, Ronaldo. Oh, phenomenal! Oh, uh, oh, phenomenal! It's a. Uh, I, I, I don't know about younger generations, and I know they they have you know they're like you know Cristiano Ronaldo and mm. you know I I genuinely believe Cristiano Ronaldo's relentless uh, dedication to his health and nutrition and athleticism comes from the fact that he has he knows what name he carries. Yeah, you know what that's. There's got to be something to that because Ronaldo is an, Cristiano Ronaldo is an obsessive, isn't he? Yeah. And and that's to his he is extreme credit. And I, gu- I guarantee you, that the same reason why he has gone from Real Madrid to Juventus is for the same reason. Mm. But to try and do it elsewhere and just yeah, yeah. you have to, you yeah. have to. And uh, yeah, I just and I mean, kids, kids these days and younger generations will be aware of like you know Cristiano Ronaldo's technical competence and his ability on the ball and stuff. And you know, some kids will be aware of like Ronaldinho, who's also actually called Ronaldo himself. Yes. So again, but had to show, and in again fact, for the same reason, it's had to, you know. Yeah, Ronaldo, as in 
Brazilian number nine, Ronaldo, was initially known as Ronaldinho because it's it's it effectively means little Ronald, doesn't yeah, it? And yeah, exactly, so yeah, yeah, as he as he grew, uh, he changed that. I, I love that. I love the yeah, nickname exactly. system again. Better than Waza. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he he um yeah, I just Ronaldinho um is one of these unique people like Ronaldo, where even people who don't necessarily like football can watch this person perform and mm. find it enjoyable. But I feel like it's the skills and some of the skills that Ronaldinho has made famous and like, you know. Sorry, do you mean Ronaldinho or Ronaldo? Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho, sorry. Has made, because has, they're quite, like in, I remember the uh, Jogo Benito when uh, when it's Brazil versus Portugal and uh, they slow down Ronaldinho doing the flim flam and a lot of skills. I feel like a lot of people don't understand that Ronaldo was doing all of these things, yeah, but it was doing it so fast you didn't even see it. Oh my god, yeah, the stepovers, and yeah. again, this is the thing that Ronaldo is clearly modelled on on the original Comple- Ronaldo. Uh, yeah, completely. It was it, like he it, changed football. He changed. He really did. He, he changed. So far as like stepovers weren't something people normally did in football, mm. like rolling the ball and passing like Rabona or and all these like, like I said, flim flam and change direction of the ball. These are things he was doing, but it was doing it so fast yeah. that people didn't even see it. Yeah. I mean, the player before him that he took the mantle from was Romario, who was a lot yeah. more a brilliant player yeah, yeah. and a very quick player, and had all, a lot of skill himself. But he he was he it wasn't quite that insane blueprint of the modern footballer that we that we had with, yeah. with Ronaldo. Like the, Ronaldo's number nine, Ronaldo. That, that's that's when you see, and I think most people, unless you're in, don't probably have an idea of the level of fitness required for you to be a footballer mm. at that level. But to see people play against number nine. It's like watching guys from a pub team. Yeah, like, like everyone, like for example, like Gattuso. Everyone used to be scared of him in midfield. Yeah, I've seen him be left flat on his face. Yeah, by Ronaldo, dead. like dead for dead. I've I, the, what this guy has done with football. I, I've to this day I still haven't seen it. No, yeah. to this day I still haven't seen it. It's. I feel like another player that's taken a fair bit from him would be Luis Suarez, um, yeah. because oh. Ronaldo did that thing where he wouldn't try and go around the player he'd go through them yes it's, it's, it's the entire I mean even most of the South American teams like Chile as well Uruguay that whole model of that close control mm. and like low on, on the deck dribbling that's all from Ronaldo I, I, I can guarantee that's from in the same way that like football like in the Premier League seeing how Thierry Henry used to curl from the from the to the far post mm. round keepers from coming in from as a forward and then becoming like as a striker Changed goalkeeping in the Premier League, yeah, and I think number nine Ronaldo, like, yeah, well, he cha- he just changed football. Yeah, I, I guess, and that comes from coaches, doesn't it? Going yeah. either here's how you stop that or try to stop it, or here's how you try to replicate it. And I guess yeah, it's yeah, that, that's I think a lot of people because I, I feel like with most in English football, people don't even attempt it anyway because no. the likelihood of you scoring, people like don't even attempt it. But yeah, number nine Ronaldo, that hat trick at Old Trafford as well. And actually, the thing with, with the thing with Ronaldo is that if you're looking at sort of peak era Ronaldo it's hard to know what that actually is because yeah. when he played for Barcelona when he when he burst through in that season and he scored a crazy amount of goals and there's that, that famous goal against I think Compostela where he, he took it around pretty much the entire team and yeah. there's even talk that they, they were talking about trying to sue him for like um, almost like you know damage to their reputation because that, vi- that video is yeah, so famous yeah because he makes you like your kids in the playground exactly it's like, it's like lesser teams it's like he's dribbling around cones mm. because it's like it's not only the ridiculous quick feet it's standing up and then going from pace Within three strides to just outpacing you completely, yeah, and yeah, just leaving leaving people entirely. It's I've I've still. Not, I mean, even the even football in terms of in, the, in I guess in the same way that like Michael Jackson was the archetypal superstar. Mm. Like the fact that we refer to him as number nine is because this guy was such a phenomenon that like 
Nike wanted to register that name. Yeah. So even in computer games and stuff, he was referred to as number nine because that name became an intellectual property that was brought up by Nike because how amazing this guy was. And I would never try to like, you know, reduce his career, but I genuinely think to an extent, it's almost a shame that some of the protection that exists in terms of like officiating uh, football now mm-hmm. didn't exist when he was playing. Yeah. And I feel like he probably would have got a lot more out of it because, you know, the way that Lionel Messi is protected, for example, mm. which justifiably so. Yeah. I don't think Ronaldo necessarily had that. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I mean, he, because Messi gets kicked all the time and fair yeah, play yeah. to Messi, he doesn't go down that much. But yeah. um, Ronaldo was the same. You know, he, yeah, he yeah. was he was always a very sort of uh, honest player. But I think what's interesting with him as well is he, after the, that period where he broke through, he had the trauma of the World Cup as well, yeah. the, the the awful situation where he had, he had a fit before the game. And we're, we'll probably never know the truth of that no, because yeah, exactly. it, it's, it seems like nobody actually knows the full extent of it themselves. Um, and then he had a, a big injury problems at Inter. But he came back to Real Madrid and then obviously you know won the World Cup with Brazil in, in 2002 as well. And in that period, he was, he was phenomenal. But he'd gone through all of that and he'd got his game back to that level, which, yeah. is, which is unreal. But he was because he was so far ahead of people. Like a lot, so much parts of the injuries was like the this the level of dribbling and the speed that he's doing it at. It's it's just in. I've, I've yeah, I've I've not seen anyone even come mm. near that. A lot of so. a very charismatic player as well, Ronaldo, which yeah. would be great in the team. So um, we are going to have to sh- uh, shoot along. Um, and you've got uh, you, g- you get a substitute, of course, yeah. um, who uh, cannot be a footballer, just so you have some com- uh, company as a non-footballer yourself. Yeah. And uh, who have you gone for in that role? Gone for uh, Robert Nesta Marley, more commonly known as Bob Marley. Bob Marley. So th- this is a great one because it's very well known that Bob Marley was actually a pretty uh, amazing fo- footballer. Yeah, he's quite a baller, yeah. Yeah, 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 and he was into it and competitive too. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, he would be, um, so far as goodwill and aesthetic for the team, he'd be great. And I think he would just care about it as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I think uh, Bob Marley's personality would mean he would play to a standard, you know, trying to, to try to be to the equivalent level of his peers as well. Yeah, I, and, I read about him that when he played, everyone wanted to give him the ball because he's Bob Marley. So uh, uh, yeah. Bob Marley, so of course you want to give him the ball. Um, but apparently then it was just really difficult to get it off of him because he was actually amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently the Whalers were, were like a really decent team as well and they oh, would nice, take yeah, on yeah. anybody. Like, that's cool. I heard it, yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, that, that sound, and that sounds so fun. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 And I think like they used to play like down the beach and like on the docks and things like that which and they would just rock up they, and play anyone. That's why they're so good. You know, it's, it's like the... Uh, Ireland play football, so when I play five a side... I never have to touch the sides. Mm. And the reason why I can do that is because when I, I learned to play football in the youth clubs. So when you're playing in like a sports hall, it's so tight and cramped. Yeah. You have to learn how to turn in a very tight space and have very quick feet. And if you play on the beach, because there's not, you can't really ping the ball everywhere. It mm. takes a lot of like skill and you have to have a good touch and like be able to do kickups and stuff. So yeah, it's just, it stands to reason why he'd be so good. He even, uh, one of his tour managers was a guy called Alan Cole. He was a former Jamaica international. He loved it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he just loved this guy. So he got him on board as his tour manager. Presumably yeah. that that was also to increase the quality of of, of <laughs> yeah. the Whalers team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so basically, they they go on like a, a preseason as well as on tour. Yeah, <laughs> good good life. It's not he, a bad life. I think he he might have even booked a tour around the World Cup, which annoyed everyone involved. But he's like, look, <laughs> yeah. I'm Bob Marley, and I'm oh, going to do what I like. There you go. And see, and I like that. I like that uh, mentality. It's uh, he's driven. It's competitive. And uh, confident, and uh, yeah, which is not necessarily, it's not arrogance. And I feel like I want a team that has that. I feel like, he, again, it's that kind of balance where he's uh, confident. And I just think Bob Marley's just a natural, uh, amazing uh, talisman for the team. 
So who are you? Who are you searching out? You and you, Cloud and Clarence, like mopping up in the middle. Yeah. Like, are you? This is going to be a real dilemma to you. Say you've got you've got Ronaldo in space, yeah. and you've got Bob Marley in space. Where'd you go? I mean, I imagine that people will be trying to mark uh, Ronaldo. Mm. So it'd be just a few through balls there to uh, Bob Marley. But I just think, I think if Bob Marley has the football intelligence, I think he has, everyone knows who Ronaldo is. Yeah. So it's even the fact that like, go straight to the corner, pass it backwards. He's going to be on, he's going to be on the D. Mm. He's going to be there all the time. Shots from range, from distance. Like we don't, we don't know what's going to happen here with Ronaldo. We don't. Like, it's, it's, it could very easily, like what is going to happen, I imagine, irrespective of who I pass it to, with Ronaldo on the pitch, by the end of that game, goalkeeper will throw his gloves in the bin. Yeah. Definitely. Or it might be that Ronaldo's back in defence because Sergio Ramos has got himself sent off permanently. That's, no, I'll drop back. I'll drop back. <laughs> I like big of you. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm more than prepared to drop yeah. back. And like I've got Makalele as well, so he can obviously yeah. slot into there as well. And, uh, you know, run the channels with myself and uh, Clarence and uh, and Tabob. But yeah, Ronaldo is the one person on this pitch I don't have to worry about. My my more my concern, this is why it's effective also having Sergio Ramos. So I'd rather have him with us then risk injury to Ronaldo. Mm. Or rather than have him against you. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. And then risk you know, injury, yeah. Guess so, you can keep an eye on him there. But I, I, def- I think Bob Marley would be going for it. So in a game of five aside, I would, there would be no, I'm not sure if he's going to be up for it. Like I think he would. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, give it and I still think as well, he would probably be the people, be the player that people seek out just yeah, yeah. because of that charisma thing. Be an interesting com- competition between the charisma of him and Ronaldo. Right. So, Dane, thank you very much for coming along um, and, and picking pleasure. your team. It's, I, I'm, I enjoy the balance of it, I've got to say, and Mali is a very, very smart pick. Um, so, yeah, is there anything that you want to plug? Uh, yeah, just um, again, first of all, thanks very much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I'm on tour next year with my new show, The Chocolate Chip. Uh, what I'll be doing in uh, 2020. Uh, so if anyone people wants to come down, check it out. And then, yeah, for like normal stuff like content and the usual, you can find me on all your good social networks uh, under my name, which is Dane Baptiste. Cool. Um, again, thanks, Dane. Uh, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you later. This was a Stakhanov production. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.